on the field, and inside the clubhouse. This is Brewers Extra Innings. Fly ball, center field. Jackie Bradley Jr. on the warning track makes the catch. The ball game is over. 5-0. The Brewers complete the shutout on just two hits. What a game for the crew. Christian Yelich goes into the hot tub, too. What a game. Now live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios at Radio City in Milwaukee with Jerry Augustine. Here's Matt Pauley. A good morning to you. Gene Miller doesn't have anything on me today because we are starting a show at 12.22 in the morning. Take that, Wisconsin's morning news. We got you beat. Brewers, uh, speaking of uh, beating people, Brewers beat Arizona today by a 5 nothing score. And uh, we've got you all the way till 1.30 in the morning, the next hour and eight minutes. We are talking Brewers baseball. If you want to join us, you can do so by calling or texting into the Acunet Mortgage Talk and text line 855-616-1620. That's 855-616-1620. You can also tweet at me if you'd like, at Matt Pauley on air, M-A-T-T-P-A-U-L-E-Y on air. We will try to keep things between the uh, navigational beacons as the Brewers get the win today. Let's bring in former Brewers pitcher Jerry Augustine. Good morning, Augie. Good morning. Good to be with you. What what do you do to uh, – because I know you are an early riser. What do you do to prepare yourself for a radio show that's going to end at one one thirty in the morning? Well, uh, that's tough. But, you know, these games have always been uh, interesting. When you when you talk about doing games and being able to talk, there's still a lot of people that would listen to see what we have to say about the game and analyze it. So, uh, you know – you. How do you prepare for it? You just watch the game. And uh, what I actually do is I prepare to to listen to a little monologue that Gene Miller does as he prepares for his show in the morning. So he goes on Facebook and uh, he uh, and uh, or tweets it out. And I listen to that if I'm up. So uh, you mentioned Gene Miller, one of the all-time best. And for many years I've known Gene. And at one time I was one of his seven listeners, so I was very proud to be one of those. There you go. He's got a few more than seven now, and we're all going to be uh, sad when his uh, time comes to an end here uh, at the uh, after the uh, new year. But we'll we'll discuss that at another time. Brewers get the win today, Augie. It comes with a price, though. Uh, the report coming out of Arizona is that Daniel Vogelback has a very serious hamstring strain, and that this hamstring strain is going to result in him going on the injured list. He's going to get an MRI tomorrow or late, you know, technically later on today. But significant hamstring strain is the initial diagnosis, and that's not good. You could tell it was serious just the way he rounded the base and when he could he couldn't even move hardly when when it, when he pulled the muscle. So uh, I, I give him credit for at least getting keep going and trying to score, but you could tell that he was hurt seriously, and uh, he's going to be a big loss. You look at what he does to the lineup. He's been playing a very good first baseman, first base. He's been swinging the bat very well. He takes a lot of pitches. He goes up there and gives you that he's good at bats, and those are things you look for. So uh, he's going to be sorely missing. Uh, we all know he's a good guy to have on the team just by his actions and his smiling, and he's always talking and things like that when you see him on the bench. So he's going to be a big loss and uh, uh, a tough loss for the Brewers tonight when they lose Bogey. Yeah, and I won't. I don't know what the answer is here. Um, 
the answer eventually might be bringing in somebody from the outside, and we've t- we've already discussed that a lot about whether or not the Brewers would bring in a, a new first baseman, and that was something that we've talked about even when uh, Vogelback was available. And his his like I, I keep focusing in on his numbers in the month of June, which the numbers in the month of June are fine. Two thirty eight hitter, you'd like that to be a little bit better, but the four home runs, a seven RBIs, an eight sixteen OPS. Again, he's not. He's not embarrassing himself. You're not losing games because of Vogelback, but you'd like to get a little bit more production than that at first base. So we've already had the conversation about whether or not the Brewers should potentially go and bring somebody in from the outside. Now all of a sudden if he's going to be down, and it's not clear how long he's going to be down, but when you hear significant hamstring strain, that doesn't sound like it's going to be a short thing. Uh, do they bring Keston Hira back? And we'll discuss that coming up uh, later on in the program. Here is continuing to put up really good numbers at AAA, but at the same time, he was putting up really good numbers at AAA the first time he was there, and that didn't uh, that didn't translate to him having success at the big league level. Maybe the Brewers are going to be forced into uh, bringing Hira back, but we'll uh, discuss that coming up uh, later on in the program as well. Somehow we've done this show for like five minutes, and we have yet to, uh, at least I have yet to say uh, Freddie Peralta's name, and he was just flat-out spectacular. Six innings, one hit, ten strikeouts, four walks, and... Uh, Augie, it, for much of the season, it felt like you had Brandon Woodruff and Corbin Burns, who were really, really good, and then you had Freddie Peralta, who was pretty darn good, but it kind of felt like maybe he was a half-step behind Woody and Burns, and then you had everybody else. I, I don't know if that's true anymore about Peralta. I look at Peralta and what he's doing, and you, I mean, from a, from a recency standpoint, you can make the argument that Peralta is pitching better than all three of them right now. Yeah, you know, we talked earlier about how he was that third pitcher and he's still going to that educational part of of being fulfilling himself and being that quality pitcher each and every time he he goes out there. But he's surpassed that. And, you know, he's still fastball for Freddie, no matter what anybody says. It still goes with the fastball. He's been able to locate it. He's been able to throw it in the good spots and pitch when he needs it. He can reach back and get a little bit extra. Those are special things that pitchers have. And, you know, now since he's put got that breaking ball, he's got a lot of confidence in it. He throws a slider. Tonight we saw the breaking ball on occasion, and the changeup is starting to develop. And, you know, it's kind of interesting when you watch Freddie pitches. When a ball the ball's hit hard, you can see him talking himself. Did I do it right? Did I get out? Did I make the good location on that pitch? These are things that you grow as a young pitcher, but Freddie Peralta right now is right at the top of his game, and he's a little bit different than the other guys. The other guys are more what they consider a tall and fall pitch, where they stay more upright to get the good the overhand breaking ball. Freddie's more of a duck and drive pitcher where the ball comes out of your hand. It looks like he gets to the plate just a little bit further, and the ball really explodes out of his hand, and he's really making it work, work now because when he needs to get that little extra with the fastball, he's got it, and yet he can stay on top of the ball and get that good slider and breaking ball that he needs. All right, here's what's on tap for the next hour. Again, we are taking you till 1.30 in the morning. We'll continue the conversation of what the Brewers should do at first base, especially now that uh, Daniel Vogelback is going to be out uh, for what appears to be a significant amount of time. We'll get even more into Freddie Peralta and what he was able to do today. Uh, Brewers do score some runs today. That was nice to be able to see and being able to, uh, we talked yesterday about not letting the Diamondbacks get some wind in their sails after they ended a 17-game losing streak. 
how important it was for the Brewers to come back and get a win. Well, they're able to do that. And also want to get into something that happened in Major League Baseball tonight, away from the Brewers. Uh, in the Nationals-Phillies game tonight, there was a situation with Max Scherzer where he was checked three times for uh, sticky substances. In fact, at one point it was right in the middle of the inning as Phillies manager Joe Girardi kept asking the, uh, the, the umpires to look at him. And at one point when Scherzer was coming out, Girardi like came onto the field and almost took a run at Scherzer, and Scherzer kind of went back at him, and the umpires had to hold him back, and Girardi got thrown out of the game. It was a, I've got a lot of respect for Joe Girardi, but I thought he looked really, really bad tonight, and uh, this is something that's now kind of part of the game because of the rules that have been legislated in, so we'll touch on that coming up uh, during the program as well. We'll get the post-game comments of manager Craig Council. We will hear from him coming up uh, right, right after 1 o'clock. We'll go back through the game with the highlights as well. That's going to be coming up at uh, about 110, 115. So a lot to get to between now and 130. As always, if you want to join us, you can do so. The AccuNet Mortgage Talk and Text Line available, 855-616-1620. That's 855-616-1620. You can also tweet into the program at Matt Pauley on air, M-A-T-T-P-A-U-L-E-Y on air. Brewers come away with the win. They uh, shut out Arizona 5 nothing at the final. This is Brewers X. This is Brewers Extra Innings with Matt Foley on WTMJ. Swing and a fly ball hit to right center. Hit very deep. It's headed towards the pool. It's in the pool. Check it in the hot tub. Christian Yelich too hot for the hot tub. A home run. The Brewers are up 5-0. Too hot for the hot tub. That's an all-time call right there from Jeff Levering. Brewers get the win over Arizona 5-0. The three-game series, it is even at one game apiece. Two teams are going to uh, wrap up the series later on today. It is past midnight. It is Wednesday. A good morning to you. Uh, Brewers and Diamondbacks will wrap up the series at uh, 2.40 this afternoon. If you want to join us, you can do so. We're all hanging up, uh, hanging out, not hanging up, hanging out early in the morning, 855-616-1620. That's the AccuNet Mortgage Talk and Text Line. You can tweet into the program as well, at Matt Pauley on air, M-A-T-T-P-A-U-L-E-Y on air. want to get into the first base situation, and let's say, let's start with this. It is remarkable how many injuries the Brewers have dealt with this season and have still found a way to win games. And it's been because of two things. It's been mostly because of their pitching, but also recently, and not consistently recently, but recently the run scoring has gone up. They have found the way to score runs. It's been more home runs recently, but their approach at the plate has been better. Look, they score five runs on eight hits tonight. If the Brewers go average four or five runs a night every night moving forward, that's more than enough. And I've said it before, I'll say it again. I don't care what their team batting average is anymore. It's 212 right now. It's I, don't, I just don't care. Score runs. That's what I care about. Find a way to score runs because I'm not convinced that this team is going to have a very high team batting average, but I do think they're going to be able to score runs. That all leads to this. Daniel Vogelback's going to be out for a while. And Vogelback is somebody who had been a, a, a participant in helping this team score runs. He had been a big participant, especially since the calendar had turned to the month of June. 
Uh, Daniel Robertson was the guy who came in today. There's other players on the roster who can play first base if you need them to. Uh, and then you have Keston Hira, who's down at AAA. And when they sent him down to AAA the first time, well, I guess the second time, but the most recent time, the idea was that he was going to stay there longer than the first time. The first time he went to AAA, he appeared in nine games in the month of May, and he killed it. He hit 438 with three home runs, seven RBIs, and he had a 1433 OPS. Came back to the big leagues, didn't do much of anything, so they send him back to AAA, and this time they say, you know what, he's probably going to be down there for a while to really make sure that he's able to work through things. This shouldn't be a surprise. Once again, the numbers are fantastic. Since he's been sent back down to AAA, he's hitting 375 in 11 games, two home runs, seven RBIs, a 1,065 OPS. So the numbers continue to be very, very good. So, Augie, I'll ask you this. If you're David Stearns, if you're Matt Arnold, if you're Craig Council, if you're the guy who's making the decision right now and you just saw Daniel Vogelback got injured, are you calling Keston Hero back up, or are you leaving him at AAA to continue to try to work through the things that you originally sent him down to work through? Well, I think you set goals for him. Uh, you know, and, and I probably goals is the wrong word, but to, to get down to where you see he's he's hitting on a comfortable level. You know, when he was up here, there were certain pitches that he couldn't lay off of that he was very vulnerable to, and the Brewers know that, I, and the hitters know that. I think Keston knows that, and those are the things that he when he went down that I think the Brewers wanted to see him overcome and being able to be more patient at the plate at times or not swing through some of the pitches or not be so volatile to certain pitches. I think that's going to make, that's going to make the decision whether they bring him up or not. Uh, I think when you look at it, he'd be the, the, probably the, the first guy that you would think about that has, that would you, you would, that you would bring up and play the position. But it's going to be interesting in the decision they make from here. This is a big loss. Vogie's a big loss. He was a guy that you could put at first base. He played really good first base. He gave you those good at bats, even though, you know, you see he wasn't hitting all that great, but he came up with big hits and he, he was the type of guy that would take a lot of pitches and, and help turn them, uh, get on base and let everybody look at the pitches that, that the pitcher was trying to get people out with. So that guy who takes a lot of pitches is important. But I still believe that Keston here is the guy. I think he's the guy that you want to bring up and just see where he's at. You've got about seven, 18 ball games left till All-Star break, a couple weeks. It might be a good uh, time to bring him up and give him a little grade, see where he's at, see, see if he's overcome some of it, and then make a decision from there. How much fear is there? And this is what I would be afraid of. Let's let's go to a hypothetical situation here, Augie. Let's say they call him up tomorrow, and he's back with the team, and it's twice that he's gone to AAA and just absolutely raked, and then he gets back to the big league level, and it is just more of the same. His numbers at the big league level this year, he's a 130 hitter with a ton of strikeouts, 48 strikeouts and 108 at-bats. I mean, these numbers, that uh, 217 on base, it's just these are really bad numbers that he's put up at the major league level. You send him down there once and he comes back and he fails again. You send him down again and you can say, okay, well, the first time we sent him down, it didn't work. We didn't uh, fully fix things. we got to take a little bit of a different approach. Augie, if he, if he comes back for... 
a third stint on the Major League roster this year, and he continues to be a 130 hitter, and he continues to strike out in half of his at-bats, and you're forced to once again remove him from the Major League roster, and you're forced to send him back down to AAA, I don't know if you see him again for the rest of the year. I'm worried about his confidence being shaken, but that's kind of, to me, that's sort of the point of no return where I, I don't know if you can send him back to AAA and then try to bring him back again uh, at least any time until maybe the final month or so of the season. Well, I, th- I think when you when they sent him down this time, and they sent him down the first time, they just wanted to get down, let him go down and just swing the bat, see how he feels, and and do things positive, and hopefully that bring him right back up, and it, it would it would help him when he come back to the big leagues to to get on a little bit of a run, start swinging the bat better, and we know he's been playing a little bit better first base and on the defensive side, but I think when he went down this time, they they went down there with some criteria that they wanted him to accomplish. And I don't think they're going to bring him up unless he has taken that criteria and he's improved on it. I think that's a, cha- uh, a tough decision to make. I think what I agree with you. Does he come up and he struggles? Would that be something where you wouldn't see him the rest of the year? And he's such a, he's such, such a good hitter. He's capable of doing real well. So I think it's just about the criteria, how his approach is in triple in A right now. How is he doing? And, if he's not, if he's not, doesn't have that criteria in the direction that that David Stearns, Matt Arnold, Craig Council, and and Rick Sweet down in AAA think he should have, I don't think you're going to see him. And I think they're just going to try to find a a solution for the time being and see what happens at first base. But if he is going well, continuing to improve on those criteria, I think you have a chance to see him, and we'll see what happens. I'll be honest, I haven't seen the video of him since he's been at AAA, and even if I had, I'm not somebody that can break down a swing. I'm not a coach. I'm not a, I'm not a scout. That's not in my, uh, my, my wheelhouse in terms of me being able to break things down. But one of the things that's most noticeable about Hira is he's got that leg kick, and some there's been some speculation out there that maybe the leg kick has uh, – caused an issue that maybe it's given an advantage to major league pitchers and the way that they're able to, to pitch them. Augie, I mean, let's let's go back to when you were coaching at, at UWM. When you saw hitters who had that kind of leg kick, can that impact them in a negative way? It can. It can. And you try to make adjustments. I think what you try to do with when that you, you ask, you look at their comfort level. And, you know, the one thing that we have on the major level we have in baseball today is there's so much film and you can break it down so articulately and see what a player is doing wrong. And I think they've gone over that with Keston. Is it the leg kick? That is the problem, or is he just being uh, pulling off the ball, or is he just not having good patience at the plate? These are all questions that you got to ask, you got to find out. But at tr- when we had people that that struggled with situations, we'd always go in and just attempt things, ask them how they feel, maybe change a few things, and see how it worked out. And sometimes it worked out well, but sometimes it did not. And they because they weren't patient enough or number one, you just didn't have the time because you're in the middle of a season playing a lot of games. It's very tough to do on a college level. But it, it was we also looked at it 
anytime you play the game of baseball, you're always working at getting better. And Keston does that. Keston understands that what he has to do to be a good major league hitter is he has to be more consistent at the plate, be more patient at the plate, not swing at bad pitches, and and take what he's given and hit the ball to all fields. And I think that criteria that they sent him down is going to be graded in a hurry. And if he's, they see improvement, I think he's going to be the guy they're going to call up. 5 nothing. Brewers get the win in Arizona. A great pitching performance from Freddie Peralta. The bullpen doing a nice job as well as they were able to complete the shutout. That includes a pitcher making his Major League debut. The Brewers getting a pitcher making their Major League debut for a second day in a row. And pretty good each day. We'll discuss some of these uh, new players and continue to get into Freddie Peralta's day. That's coming up next. This is Brewers Extra Innings on WTMJ. This is Brewers Extra Innings on WTMJ. One, two. Strike three, swinging. Another strikeout for Freddie Peralta. That's his tenth on a roll. Freddie Peralta. Brewers get the win as they knock off Arizona 5-0. Welcome back into Brewers Extra Innings. Thanks for staying up late slash early with us. My name is Matt Pauley. Former Brewers pitcher Jerry Augustine here as well. If you want to join us, 855-616-1620. It's the Acunet Mortgage Talk and Text Line. Mike in Colorado asking uh, about our impressions, about the new guys on the pitching staff. As uh, yesterday, uh, we saw Cousins come in and look really impressive with the two innings, five uh, strikeouts. Jay Cousins making his Major League debut. And then after the Brewers just make a gaggle of roster moves today, Miguel Sanchez comes up. He makes his uh, big league debut tonight. He throws a scoreless inning. Augie, you would know this better than I would, but I'll I'll say this. It's been really fun to see these these guys do it. I always hold judgment on guys making their major league debuts, especially guys who are not exactly uh, high-level prospects until they've been around for a little while and the film gets out on them. And, you know, there's always – so right now what's happening is they're just pitching the way they've pitched. And then the next thing that's going to happen is the league is going to adjust to them. And then the next thing that will make or break uh, whether or not they're going to be able to stick around is their ability to then adjust to the adjustments. Exactly. And that's exactly the way it works. And, you know, the one thing I, I really like the approach of everybody that's come up, and, and I think that's where you get a credit to the Brewer organization that comes out of spring training. When you go to spring training, a lot of these guys have been in the games during spring training, whether they're on the non-roster, sometimes they're brought up out of out of the camp and they're given opportunities to pitch. And those, those are big times. Maybe we look at the games and someone's pitching the eighth or ninth inning and he might be a double-A or guy who's had the opportunity to go to triple-A. He might get a hitting inning here or there. But those are huge innings that when you get out there, you understand what you have to do on that major league level, how you have to pitch. And that's been a real credit to this organization. I think spring training has been a, a great learning tool for the for this organization with their younger pitchers to see where they are, to see how they how they act on the mound, to see how they command the strike zone. And you see a lot of guys that come up that that we saw just uh, just sparingly in spring training come up and be nice and relaxed on the mound, really approach the approach the game the way it's supposed to be, and they go out and they throw the ball very well. Very well. Yes, there is going to be some adjustments. Baseball player, baseball on the major league level, they pick up your they pick up the good things and bad things real quick, and you have to make adjustments. But if you take the initial way these kids come up, 
the way they approach the game, how they get on the get out there and they throw strikes and try to get ahead. It's been really fun to watch, especially on the, the Brewers in the bullpen with, with some of the young kids they brought up. I think with Sanchez tonight too, there's a little extra pressure there because there, uh, there's a shutout in place. Freddie Peralta went in through six shutout innings, and then Brad Boxberger comes in and he throws a shutout inning. If you're Sanchez, you're walking out of the mound going, "Okay, I don't want to be the guy in my major league debut to to blow a shutout." It is, and I think you you you. It's, it's a little bit of excitement too, where you're getting your first major league opportunity. You get coming into a game that that it means something. It means something because you just have you just have not given up any runs to your opponents at that time. Had only given up one hit, and you want to come in a game and you want to do well. But that experience that you get in spring training. One or two times you get in the game, you pitch five or six innings uh, in several appearances, really has a lot to do of coming in the game during that season, even though it's a little it's different, it's more special. It allows you to get, come back, come out and just go out and pitch the way you, way you have to. But I thought he threw the ball very well. He got a little, at times he looked like he was overthrowing a little bit, but I'll tell you what, settled down, really pitched the ball very well. We're going to shift gears in our final segment of this uh, of this hour. We're taking you to one thirty tonight. We'll still hear the comments from Manager Craig Council. We'll still go back through the game with the highlights coming up. Uh, but before we get to uh, the top of the hour and news at 1 o'clock, uh, I want to get into something that happened tonight in another game as Washington and Philly matched up. And it's really our first controversy when it comes to the Major League Baseball umpires checking for foreign substances. No foreign substances found, but that doesn't mean they're wasn't a little bit of drama involved in it i'll tell you what happened and uh, we'll get into that coming up in just a moment in our game the brewers win over arizona five nothing this is brewers extra innings it's brewers extra innings with matt foley the three two swing and a miss at the breaking ball big strikeout for freddie peralta it's his eighth in the game Job not done yet. That's the second out of the inning, and now you're going to deal with the pinch hitter, Eduardo Escobar. 5-0 Brewers get the win in Arizona. Going to shift gears for just a couple moments because we're in a uh, brand-new frontier when it comes to Major League Baseball, specifically when it comes to umpires checking pitchers for foreign substances. And tonight in the Washington-Philadelphia game, there was an incident that I don't think was good for baseball. Uh, Max Scherzer was checked on three separate occasions for foreign substances. Joe Girardi, the Phillies manager, uh, at one point asked in the middle of an inning. So it's the middle of an inning, and the umpire stopped the game and come out. At that point when that happens, Scherzer literally throws his hat off, throws his glove off, starts unbuckling his belt and, like, pulling his pants down right in the middle of the field, and the umpires have to, like, stop him from getting naked, basically, right in the middle of the field, and he's looking at Girardi the whole time, and Girardi, the the Phillies manager, is, is just standing there, and then eventually, when Scherzer's coming off the mound at the end of the inning, he stares down Girardi. Girardi comes out of the dugout and starts motioning for Scherzer to come at him like Girardi wants to fight Scherzer, and Scherzer just, because he's the bigger man here, evidently, Scherzer goes into the dugout, and then the dugout of the Nationals are just given the Phillies dugout the business. Everybody's putting up their hands, like showing that there's nothing on there. Girardi ends up getting tossed from the game. 
Augie, I've got a lot of respect for Joe Girardi as a baseball man, but I don't think tonight was his best moment. I don't know how much of this you saw, but I just kind of explained the situation. And also, the way this whole thing played out, I think it's really bad for baseball. And it's a consequence of, of jumping into uh, these rules so quickly right in the middle of the season. Well, I, you know, the rule was put down that they're going to check, but that's not what the rule was meant. It's not to, to alter the way the game is being going on when you have someone checked in the middle of an inning what's the there i don't think there's a difference in checking someone uh i don't like being checked before the inning when the pitcher goes out i dislike that because a pitcher has a certain routine he has when he's in a game he goes to the mound and he gets ready for that inning i dislike that totally i don't mind it coming off you saw the brewery game tonight where all the brewery pitchers came off they knew what they had to do. They gave it to to the umpire. He checked it, and they walked. It was that's fine if the baseball wants to do that. But what happened with Joe Girardi? I I just just I just don't I don't like I don't think that's why the rule was there. I don't think it was there for intimidation or to fluster a pitcher. That's not what the rule was there for. And you could tell it also if you watch it. Uh, I don't know if you saw the part where Dave Martinez came out. The manager of the Nationals came out. He was livid. And mm-hmm. rightly so. And he's talking to the umpires, and he was living. He was. He looked right at Joe Girardi, and I, you know, we. I don't know what he said. We can't hear it. I didn't see his face. Face to see what he was saying. But you know what he's. He was actually trying to get a point. This is not what is supposed to be in baseball. You're turning baseball into a joke. If you're going to check a pitcher during the inning, what's the difference if you check him during the inning or after the inning? It doesn't change anything. If he's got a foreign substance, it's still going to be there. So I just think that that was a little bit of a mockery of what the rule was supposed to be. The rule, if they want, if Major League Baseball wants to check and make sure that foreign substances are not used and they want or they want to settle it down from which they think is being used a lot, the time to do it is the way they did it in the Brewery game. When the pitcher walks off the field, you check it. It doesn't change anything. It's between innings. I don't think before the inning when the pitcher goes out is right, and I definitely do not think what they did to Scherzer tonight was right. How would have you reacted in that situation? I would have been upset because, you know what, you get in a groove, you're in a game, it was a close game, and you're you're trying to accomplish a win, and it just it changed it alters your your way you're going about the game, and that's what Girardi was trying to do. Max Scherzer is one of the best pitchers in all of baseball, and it, uh, just to do it to him on the mound, I just I, I I don't like that. That's not what baseball's for, and it takes away from how much fun and how much enjoyment we get at the game. And if they're going to start checking pitchers in the middle of an inning. I think it's going to deter what the what the rule is going to be all about. I never thought I would ask you this question, Augie, but would you be willing to drop trowel right in the middle of the field in that situation? I don't think I'd go that far, <laughs> but uh, but the I could him throwing the glove in his hat and everything. But uh, you know what? He was just frustrated, and and yeah. you know you check him three. I I just disagree with with the with the approach because I don't think that's what the rule is in Major League Baseball. I don't think that's why. The interpretation of what they want to do. Yes, if people they feel are using foreign substances and they got to alter it and they got to check it, do it. That's great, but not during the innings or not right before the inning as the pitcher's going out. And uh, first of all, you wouldn't want me to drop my pants anyway, so I wouldn't do it. So, but I, I, I thought I thought Sergio was frustrated, but yet there's a little com, com, uh, little. It was a little comedy in the game when they asked him to do that for the third time.
I will attempt to never ask you again about you taking your pants off. <laughs> that would never work. That's Jerry Augustine. I'm Matt Pauley. We've got the news in two minutes, and then we're going to hear the postgame comments of manager Craig Council. Brewers get the win tonight in Arizona 5 nothing. This is Brewers Extra Innings. It's Brewers Extra Innings with Matt Pauley. Narvaez waits on Crichton. Swing a line drive, hit towards the middle, through base hit. That'll score Daniel Vogel back to make it a 2-0 game. Bobby Garcia motors his way to third, and now Vogelback is still trying to score, and he will finally score as he has hurt himself. He was rounding third base and limping his way towards home plate. A lot, a lot of things going on on that play. So Brewers win over Arizona 5 nothing. Literally, if you haven't seen the video of it, I'm not making this up. Vogelback literally, because he can't put any weight on one leg, is on one leg doing like miniature bunny hops as he comes to the plate. And he's a big man. So this is not like an Olympic broad jumper getting to the plate in like two jumps. This is mini bunny hops to the plate and he still scores because Arizona has just made the decision that they don't believe in playing defense. Uh, and it was it was quite honestly embarrassing for the Diamondbacks, and give credit to Vogelback for finding a way to score. Manager Craig Council meeting with the media just a little while ago, opened up his media conference giving an update on the uh, injury status of Vogelback. Yeah, it's a significant hamstring, hamstring strain. Uh, we'll get an MRI tomorrow. Um, it'll it'll be an IL. Craig, what does it say about Dan to be able to gut his way home after after that play? I mean, it had to be incredibly painful. Yeah, he, he was in he was in quite a bit of pain for sure. Um, so you know, I mean, I, I think he was in a little bit of shock initially, frankly, um, and then he. Kind of just got his head head about him a little bit, and um, you know was able just to finish it. But he he couldn't. I mean, there was you know he couldn't move really. I mean, he was having you saw it. He was having trouble walking. So um, yeah, I mean, obviously, it, you know the fact that he could score and and Uicho gets the hit and keeps the inning going. So it was a big deal. Craig, have you even had time to contemplate sort of where that leaves you? Uh, you know, with Hira out is not. A lot of obvious candidates long term. Yeah, we'll uh, we'll figure it out. I mean, we're gonna have to call somebody up from Nashville, and um, then we'll go from there. Craig, what about Luis delivering that big hit with two outs? Um, you know, to just really give you guys a more comfortable lead, and just the hitting streak that he's on right now. Yeah, I mean, Luis just continues to have good at bats. He has big at bats and big spots, um, and just there, there's just a quality to his at bat. Um, you know, it seems like nightly he just puts tough at bats together nightly. So he's um, he's been very productive um, and continues to be. And um, you know, I'm, I'm happy for him. He's he's been a big part of this offense for sure. Craig, Freddie told us that that issue before he started pitching was about the color of his glove. Do you know if that was something that was pointed out by the Diamondbacks, or is that something that the umpires noticed? Because he's been using that same glove, as far as we know, for the entirety of the season at this point. Yeah, to my knowledge, it was an umpire issue. Uh, but, you know, different umpires have different, 
you know, make, make different calls on that. So, um, the, the glove was gray according to them. So it was gray gloves are not legal for pitchers. He, he shook that off though. And then pitched another heck of a game. I mean, what, what can you say about Freddie? Well, for, I mean, you know, I, I don't know how many starts he's had like this, but it, it, you know, that one hit and, you know, six, five, six, seven innings, he's just done it regularly, uh, made some big pitches in the sixth to, to, to get out of a little bit of jam there. Um, I mean, he, he was really on point, um, really all night. I thought he, I thought he was excellent. All every pitch was working. His fastball was very good. Um, good, good, really good velocity tonight. So I mean, he, he just continues to take the ball every, you know, six days and, and perform. He, he's been an outstanding, outstanding performer this year for us. How'd you like what you saw from Sanchez, Craig? Well, it was, you know, we, I, I thought Miguel did great. I mean, it, you know, we, we, we put him in the eighth inning with a lead, you know, we, we had a little bit of a cushion there, but um, it, it's still, you know, it's, it's not the easiest spot to go in there. It's, it's with a lead and, and um, he did what we expected to do him to do. It's what he's shown us all the time. He's, I think he's unflappable. You know, it doesn't mean he's going to throw up zeros every single time out, but I, I do think he he pitches with uh, – he, he knows himself very well. He's, you know, comfortable in his own skin, so to speak, and and does what he's good at. Um, he does it in spring every year, um, and it's – I know you say, well, that's different, but but for Miguel it's not, um, and, and that's why you, you trust him in those spots. And I also, I would also say that uh, that was as you know happy a bench uh, coming off for him as you know I've seen, and that's it's a it's a tribute to how Miguel is very liked, very very well liked on on this in this organization. Um, even guys who you know don't know him well, Colton Wong, you know, there, there's just a happiness for a guy that um, you know with his story and and. and perseveres and then comes from kind of nowhere and just keeps going and, and earns his opportunity. The happy, happy dugout for him. It was uh, an insurance run late, but nice to see Christian get out, get under one and get it out of there tonight. Yeah. He, uh, yeah, it was a nice swing. He had hit two balls really hard tonight. Um, so it's, you know, you just, he, he's, he's doing a nice job, man. I know it's not, you know, kind of the, 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 the 18 and 19, but he's, he's a productive guy in our lineup and, and he's really helping us. And so, you know, you never know when you just keep stacking at bats in there and you never know when he's going to get real red hot. That's Magic Craig Council speaking with the media just a little while ago. Cool. I noticed that too on uh, on watching the TV broadcast of Miguel Sanchez and just how excited the dugout was for him. And, uh, he started his minor league career back in 2016. He's kind of jumped around. He's he made his Triple A debut back in 2018. Had been pitching in 20, uh, at the Triple A level every year since then. Made 40 Triple A appearances in 2019. Didn't pitch last year in the pandemic shortened year. 16 more appearances uh, this year, and now he gets the opportunity at uh, at the big league level. So uh, that's uh, it's a cool story. It's a fun story, and that means a lot when somebody like that is able to make their major league debut. All right, we'll take a break. When we come back, we're going back through the game with the highlights. Brewers get a good 5 nothing win in Arizona. This is Brewers Extra Innings. Ready for this? Fly ball. This? Deep right. And this? Third deck. Holy smokes. Time.
time for tonight's highlights. Here's Matt Pauley. 5-0 Brewers get the win over the Diamondbacks. Freddie Peralta, the starting pitcher for the Brewers. Zach Gallen going for the Diamondbacks. A little controversy when uh, Freddie Peralta came out to pitch. More on that in a moment. But first, top of the first inning, Colton Wong is getting uh, pretty good at having solid at-bats when he leads games off. 1-1 pitch to Colton Wong. Swinging a high fly down the right field line. This one's got a shot. It is gone. one nothing Brewers on just the third pitch of the game. Yeah, Colton doing his thing right there at the top of the order. So it's one nothing going to the bottom of the first. Freddie Peralta comes out to pitch, and uh, the umpire, specifically home plate umpire Jeremy Riggs, decides that uh, the glove that Peralta has worn all season long is gray and you can't wear a gray glove as a pitcher so they made him change gloves before he could pitch it didn't seem to affect him he was okay he did give up a hit gave up a couple base runners in the first inning but uh, no runs scored back out for the second inning two outs he's facing off against nick ahmed peralta's three two struck him out looking fastball right over the outside corner and the inning is over two more strikeouts for freddie peralta we head to the third That's going to be a bit of a theme. In fact, in the uh, third inning, the first two batters that he faces off against, Zach Gallen and Josh Rojas. And the 1-2 pitch. Swing and a miss at that slider down and away. And it's a punch out for Freddy Peralta, his fourth of the night. The 0-2 pitch. Swing and a miss. He got 95 up and away past Rojas. It is strikeout number five for Freddy Peralta. He has struck out four in a row now. Looks like the Brewers might add to their lead in the fourth inning. Daniel Vogelback leads the inning off with a base hit. Then Christian Yelich gets a single. That puts runners on at uh, first and second. But uh, it kind of stalled out after that. The Brewers leave two runners on. It remains a one nothing game. But Peralta just keeps doing this thing. The first two batters he faces off against in the fourth inning, Josh Van Meter and David Peralta. 1-2 pitch, swing and a miss. Blue 96 right past Van Meter for strikeout number six for Freddy Peralta. Here's the one-two. Swing and a miss. He got him with a slider down in the zone, and it's back-to-back strikeouts for Freddy Peralta. He has struck out seven now in this outing. It's a theme. More on that in a moment. Paven Smith with line out. That would be the final out in the bottom of the fourth inning. Bottom of the fifth, Peralta back out. Christian Walker grounds out for the first out of the inning, but then former UWM product uh, Dalton Varsity, he walks, steals a second base, uh, and there's also a throwing error on that play. So at this point, Peralta really needs the strikeouts, and the two batters he faces off against, Nick Ahmed and pinch hitter Eduardo Escobar. The 3-2, swing and a miss at the breaking ball. Big strikeout for Freddy Peralta. It's his eighth in the game. Job not done yet. That's the second out of the inning, and now you're going to deal with the pinch hitter, Eduardo Escobar. Peralta throws. Struck him out with a slider down and in. Another punch out for Freddy Peralta, and he works through the walk, the steal in the air. Brewers do add to their lead in the top of the sixth inning. New pitcher Joe Mantiply gives up a base hit to Colton Wong, but he is then caught stealing uh, second base. Daniel Vogelback reaches on a throwing air, and after a strikeout of Christian Yelich, the day is over for Mantiply as uh, Stefan Crichton comes in to uh, the contest. He walks Visayo Garcia, so Garcia at first, Vogelback at second, Omar Nervaez at the plate. 
Narvaez waits on Crichton. Swing a line drive, hit towards the middle, through base hit. That'll score Daniel Vogel back to make it a 2-0 game. Javi Garcia motors his way to third, and now Vogelback is still trying to score, and he will finally score as he has hurt himself. He was rounding third base and limping his way towards home plate. Yeah, it was a, a one-foot hop about halfway down the third base line because he couldn't put one, any weight on any leg. Vogelback injured. He's headed to the injured list. Willie Adamas then walks. That pushes Narvaez to second. Luis Arias at the plate. 1-1 one, one pitch. Swing a line drive right center field. It is down a base hit. Lands in front of Reddick. One run is in. Here comes a second run to score. It's 4-0. Three runs in the inning for the Brewers. As we go to the bottom of the sixth inning, Freddy Peralta back out to pitch, continuing to do his thing. He does issue a walk to uh, Josh Rojas, and uh, with one out, Josh Van Meter at the plate. One, two. Strike three, swinging. Another strikeout for Freddie Peralta. That's his 10th on a roll. Freddie Peralta. Yeah, he would uh, finish off that inning stranding two runners, and he would be done after six very strong innings. Brad Boxberger comes in to pitch the seventh, puts up a zero. Top of the eighth inning, Christian Yelich at the plate. Swing and a fly ball, hit to right center, hit very deep. It's headed towards the pool. It's in the pool. Check it in the hot tub. Christian Yelich too hot for the hot tub. A home run. The Brewers are up 5-0. Love that call. 5-0. Brewers have the lead. Miguel Sanchez makes his Major League debut, pitching the bottom of the eighth inning. He gets Azrubal Cabrera to line out. Josh Rojas to ground out, so quickly two two outs in the inning, but then a walk to Josh Reddick. So one on, two outs. Josh Van Meter at the plate. 1-1 one, one to Van Meter. Tapper first base. Robertson has it, feeds Sanchez, and it's a scoreless inning from Miguel Sanchez in his major league debut. Good for him. Yeah, pretty cool that he was able to do that. Former Brewer Jake Faria pitched the top of the ninth inning for the Diamondbacks, and then in the bottom of the ninth, Hunter Strickland comes in. He gives up a hit, nothing more, and the Brewers come away with the 5-0 win. With the win, the Brewers go to 41 and 33. With the loss, the Diamondbacks they drop to 21 and 54. Winning totals for the crew: five runs, eight hits, one error. They leave five for Arizona. No runs, two hits, one error. They leave seven. Winning pitcher Freddie Peralta. He's seven two. Zach Gallen takes the loss as he drops to one and three. Home runs in the game: Colton Wong his sixth, Christian Yelich his fourth. The game lasting three hours and 13 minutes, played in front of a crowd of 9,358 folks at Chase Field. Brewers get the win over Arizona 5-0. When we return, we'll preview the series finale. We'll also give you some scores from around baseball. And uh, get out of here because it's almost 1.30 in the morning. We're back in a moment here on WTMJ. It's Brewers Extra Innings with Matt Foley on WTMJ. 5-0, Brewers get the win in Arizona. Brewers extra innings continuing on. Just a couple minutes left in the program around the National League Central. It has become a trend when the Brewers win, the Cubs win. When the Brewers lose, the Cubs lose. They remain in a first-place tie. Cubs over the Indians today by a 7-1 score. Kyle Hendricks was really good. Six shutout innings, four hits, five strikeouts, no walks. Uh, Wilson Contreras hit a home run. Patrick Wisdom hit a home run. Chris Bryant hit a home run for the Cubs in their victory. Cardinals lose to 
to the Tigers by an 8-2 score as the Cardinals drop back below 500 at 36 and 37. Johan Aviedo getting the start for the Redbirds went three and two-thirds innings, giving up six runs, two earned on six hits. Reds over the Twins by a 10-7 score. Wade Miley gets the start, goes seven, two runs, five hits. Does not factor into the decision. And break up the Pirates after winning a series against the Indians over the weekend. They take a game from the Pirate from the White Sox, I should say, today by a 6-3 score. Tyler Anderson goes six and two-thirds innings, giving up three runs on five hits, four strikeouts, one walk. He does not factor into the decision. Around the Brewers' minor league system, AAA Nashville, they double up Charlotte 6-3. Double-A Biloxi rained out at home against Montgomery. Uh, High-A Wisconsin, they win in Appleton tonight over Peoria 13-1 and Low-A Carolina. They get rained out as they were scheduled to play at Down East. So there continues to be some rain in the uh, southern part of the country. We've seen a lot of games involving uh, Nashville, Biloxi, and Carolina get uh, get rained out here recently. Brewers and uh, the Diamondbacks going to wrap up their series coming up later on today, this afternoon. Brandon Woodruff on the mound for the crew. The righty's 5-3 and three with a 1.94 ERA. Caleb Smith will get the start for the D-backs. He's 2-2 two and two with a 3.21 ERA. Scheduled first pitch is at 2.40. That means our coverage is set to begin just after 2 o'clock right here on WTMJ.